In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to be through him, and without him nothing came to be. What came to be through, what came to be through him was life, and this life was the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him, but the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, but his own people did not accept him. But to those who did not accept him, he gave power to become children of God, to those who believe in his name, who were born not by natural generation, nor by human choice, nor by a man's decision, but of God. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us, and we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, The one who is coming after me ranks ahead of me, because he existed before me. From his fullness we have all received grace in place of grace. Because while the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. The only Son, God, who is at the Father's side, has revealed him. The Gospel of the Lord. It is part of our Catholic and Christian faith that we believe that because, as St. John tells us in the Gospel today, God created us in his image and likeness, we have a natural desire for God. In other words, before we even hear the name of Jesus or know exactly what God is, we can know that there is a God. But in one of another, one of our delicious ironies of faith, we need Christ Jesus. We need scriptures and tradition so that we can know not that God is, but who he is. Because our God, unlike the other gods of history, is a personal God. Is a God in intimate relationship and connection to his people. That our God loves us so much that he stooped down to become one of us. He who created us, he who holds us in being, came down to become human, like you and me. So great 
is this gift of the Incarnation. So great is this gift of God becoming one of us that St. Athanasius, one of the early church fathers, says that God became man so that man might become God. Jesus doesn't become one of us to lord it over us, to show us how broken and sinful and terrible we are. No, he shows us and desires for us and offers to us union with him. He stoops down so as to help pick us up. In the first reading we heard from the prophet Isaiah, how beautiful are the feet on the mountains. Our God doesn't just come down from heaven to the mountaintop. He comes down to the very base, the lowest mountain. A stable in Bethlehem. He is born into that so that when he goes up the mountain, he goes with us to teach us as one of us, not disconnected from us. And when we start to know this, when we start to recognize that our God is with us in all things but sin, we are able to hear more clearly what the letter to the Hebrews has to say to us today. That God no longer speaks vicariously. God speaks directly to us through Christ, in the sacraments, through the church, in the scriptures. We are, as St. John John tells us, his beloved sons and daughters now because he came into this world. And like a mother or a father who speaks lovingly and directly to his or her children, Jesus speaks directly to us if we but only open our ears and listen. But he doesn't just speak Again, he's not just distant. He takes up our life and shows us how to live and shows us how to die. Christ is born so that he might die for us. Christ shows us in his constant choice for love what true freedom, what true goodness, what true truth is. And that is Love, love that is ever sacrificial, love that is ever poured out for the good of the other. He comes down into our world. He shows us how to live in silence, in prayer, in devotion. He shows us how to teach. He shows us how to preach. He shows us how to love. So that no matter what he calls us to, our life has depth, richness, meaning, and purpose. That even if we're not called to be like St. Paul or St. Peter or one of the great saints of the church who's out there preaching and correcting and helping in a big public way, he shows us that in the 30 years he spent in the house with Joseph and Mary, that that silence, those simple acts of love, those simple daily and continual devotion to God and to neighbor and service set us up for the great acts of our life. That no life in Christ Jesus is without meaning. That God, in being born in this world, desires to be born in the world again and again and again through his sons and his daughters, each and every day. There was a woman in France in the late 19th, early 20th century by the name of Lisbeth Lesur. Many of you, maybe most of you, have not even heard of her. And Lisbeth lived a beautifully simple life. And if it wasn't for her husband, none of us would have ever heard her name, except for her friends and family. And yet, Elizabeth suffered deeply because of cancer. She suffered deeply because her beloved husband, Felix, 
was a complete atheist. In fact, he was the, the head of the communist newspaper in Paris. He hated God. He hated the church. And Lisbeth, after our Lord and the church, loved her husband second to none else. And this pained her. And so what did she do? Did she bash it over his head every day? Felix, you're going to hell. Felix, you're a terrible person. No. She served him. She loved him. She offered her sufferings for him. And on her deathbed, the last thing she said to Felix was, Felix, when I will have died, I will have won your soul for Christ, and you will become a Dominican priest. And of course, he scoffed at this. And he was hurt because he hated God, and he hated that he lost his wife. And so he went to the shrine at Lourdes. And when he got there, he was struck by the love of God. And then he went home and he read his wife's journal and realized that her entire life was poured out for him. And he came back to the faith of his childhood. And he did eventually become a Dominican priest. This is what Christ desires for all of us. A life of simple, loving service. It is natural for us to try and avoid pain and suffering. But just like the supernatural comes to aid the natural quest for God, the supernatural comes to aid our natural desire for freedom from pain. And God shows us the way, not necessarily to freedom from pain now, but freedom from pain forever with him in heaven. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. The word became flesh. May Christ each and every day in small ways of prayer, meditation, scripture reading, service, be born in your lives so that you might walk forever with him in heaven. The incarnate word, one of us, drawing us closer to him.